0: Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome back to the Thinking Jew Podcast. On today's episode, I want to discuss a fundamental approach to teshuva. Rosh Hashanah, as you know, is coming up soon, and it's a time of reflection, a time to think about what we've done and how we can improve. And it's a really interesting thing. This past week, I actually gave two classes, one to a group of college students and one to a group of young professionals. And I opened both classes with the following question. And you can do this as well because the results were really interesting. I told everyone... Think of something in your mind that you want to get better at, that when you're sitting at this place next year, you want to look back and say, wow, I really, you know, I improved and I've gotten better at that item. Pause for a second. Think about what that is. After I gave everyone a few moments, I asked everyone by a show of hands, how many people thought of something that they're good at and how many people thought of something that's really hard for them and they're really not good at? and an astounding 100% all thought of something that they're really bad at and they want to get better at. And there's obviously nothing wrong with that. For sure, we should try to get better at things that we're not good at. But the question is, what's the approach to that? Is the best way to do that to recognize what we're bad at and just tell ourselves, hey, let's change, let's just be different now, quit that bad habit cold turkey? Or perhaps there's a more effective model that we could learn from the Torah to really help us become who we want to be. So where I think this approach begins is really in the beginning of Genesis. God commands Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree in the middle of the garden. Sure enough, the serpent comes and entices them to eat from that forbidden fruit. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 9, it's talking about how Adam was hiding from God, and God approaches Adam to discuss the sin that he just did. And the verse says as follows, the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, where are you? And on a basic level, God was playing along with Adam. The verse says Adam heard the voice of God in the garden, so he hid behind this tree, and God's playing along saying, where are you? But obviously, the simple understanding is difficult because, of course, God could see where Adam is. Where are you? Like, why would God be asking Adam that? There must be something deeper behind these words. So the great sage, the Gra. Rabbi Eliyahu Kramer of Vilna writes that, what does it mean? When God said, where are you? It means, look how much you've fallen. Look where you are. You started with such a pristine soul, such a purely spiritual being, and now you're embarrassed by your flesh. You're hiding behind a tree. Where are you? You know, it reminds me of a story when I was in high school, senior year, and maybe my parents didn't love how I spent all of my time at that point in life. And I remember one particular night, I was hanging out with a bunch of friends, and it was really, really late at night, and we were just hanging out, and I get a call from my father. Now, my father is a very special person, and he wakes up very early every morning to study Torah. He often gets up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. So I think it was around 5, 5.15, and I get a call from my father, and my father says, Moshe, where are you? He wasn't asking what my physical proximity was. It's like, what is going on? Where are you? What happened to you? What are you doing still out right now? That's what God was asking Adam. Where are you? Where is that great soul that I created? What happened to you? And the concept of teshuva, it doesn't really mean repentance. What the word teshuva means, it means to return. Who are we returning to? On a basic level, we're returning to God. But on a deeper level, we're returning to ourselves. We're going back to that real person inside of us, that soul. Adam goes back and says, ah, I lost that piece of myself. I used to be such a spiritual soul, I didn't even notice my body. Now look at me, all I see is flesh and I'm embarrassed by that. So Teshuva begins with looking internally and seeing who we really are and figuring out how to express that outwards. There's a beautiful book written by Rav Cook, who was the first chief rabbi in Israel, called Oros HaTshuva, which means the light of Teshuva. And in it, he presents a really beautiful explanation of what Teshuva is. So I just want to read to you, my own translation, a little bit of what he writes. And again, if you want to see it inside, everything is always linked in the episode details. When we forget the essence of our individual soul, when we choose to ignore our internal life, everything becomes confused. And the first way to teshuva is to return to yourself, to the source of your own soul. For perversion is always brought about by forgetting who you are. And in a different place, he writes, developing a complete and wholesome life can only be done through revealing and developing one's natural character. However, naturally we are enticed and lack insight which makes sin almost guaranteed. However, eliminating one's natural character, not being who you really are, not being genuine and real to yourself, in order to prevent sin, is actually the greatest sin of all. Therefore, repentance repairs one's flaws and restores the world and this person's life to its source, specifically by helping the elevated inherent character to develop. And I think of Cook is saying an amazing thing. Let's take as an example, King David. King David was born red and hairy just like Esau. He was born with a propensity towards murder and towards killing. Now, King David has a choice in life. He has free choice. He doesn't want to live the life of a murderer. So he could have said to himself, I'm going to totally ignore my natural character traits of murder and of killing and I'm just going to spend my time sitting in the study hall, being a a good little Torah scholar, following all the rules, and I'm going to just remove that part of myself. But he didn't do that. He took those character traits, and he became one of the greatest warriors in Jewish history, fighting for the Jewish people and helping save them from their enemies. He guided that character trait that he had, and he was genuine and true to himself in that, and through that, he actualized all of the immense, amazing potential he had inside of him. But it doesn't stop there. Part of the greatness of this is that he wasn't just true to himself, but our rabbis call King David Ne'im Zemiros Yisrael, the sweet singer of Israel. King David wrote psalms. King David was known for playing the harp. When you think of King David, from one part of it is that tremendous warrior part, but there's a whole other part of him that's so peaceful, so eloquent, so real. And I think this is exactly what Rev Cook is talking about. When you're real to who you are, when you follow your inherent character traits and guide them in the service of God, but you don't push them to the side, you don't forget them. Had King David said, I don't want to be a warrior, I don't want to be a murderer, that would have been the greatest sin of all. He never would have actualized his potential. And the irony of it is, is that through being true to himself in that way, he actually became the peaceful person that he wanted to be, the sweet singer of Israel, producing all of the Psalms. There was a great leader of the Jewish ethics movement in the last generation whose name was Rabbi Walby. And he has in his book a quote from his rabbi named Rav Yeruchim Levovitz, And it's such a powerful addition to what we're saying. He writes as follows. Only through guarding the qualities that are already yours naturally as a person become complete. Because in truth, the entire basis for a person's service to God is only the qualities that exist in him naturally. If one will only guard them and use them in the right way, never veering from their own essential nature, they will reach their ultimate completeness. They will fully change to be good, and even his bad traits will be reversed to being fully good. Revolvi is explaining this piece exactly like we said. The best way to change your negative character traits is by finding your positive character traits. Finding what I'm good at. Finding how I could use what I enjoy in life in a positive way. Guide that in my service to God. And when you're able to do that in a real way where you're true to your inner self, that will spill over and eventually allow you to overcome your negative qualities as well. So this, I believe, is one of the key elements of real change, of being able to come next year, Rosh Hashanah, and be in a different place than we are now. Rather than the way we naturally think of finding what we're really bad at and trying to change that, find what you enjoy. Find what you're good at and try to figure out how can I use that in a greater way for my community? How can I use those character traits in a greater way for my family? And how can I use that for the greater Jewish community? But that's really the starting point. Sit down and see, what do I enjoy? What am I naturally good at? Am I a good listener? Do I enjoy acts of kindness? Am I organized? Find something you enjoy and find a way to work on that, to bring that even more to the forefront. And you'll find through doing this, it'll transform your entire year. Just want to end with wishing everyone you should all have a happy, healthy, successful, sweet new year. Thank you for listening to The Thinking Jew Podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.